0: Hi, it's Michael Kerr here, presenting Small Business Banter. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for current challenges, but also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital advisors to business owners. Each week, I interview a fellow small business owner or an expert, and they share their stories, their lived experiences, the wins and the losses, and their best advice to help you, the listener, get the most you can from your own business. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM, And he's heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And thanks also to Kerr Capital, supporters of the show. So welcome into another edition of Small Business Banter, community radio and podcast. My very special guest today is Matt Davis from the Queenscliff Bookstore, the bookshop at Queenscliff. No, I've got to get that right. I should have read my notes better, hey? <laughs> um, so on, on today's edition, what we're going to chat about is Matt and, and and Jane, his partner, wife, wife, yep. experience in leaving Paris to buy a bookshop in Queenscliff, Victoria, which is I think is a hell of a move. It's a really important business in the cultural infrastructure of, of the region. So what we're aiming to do is get Matt to share some of his experience in, in the process of buying a business. Um, sure. We'd like to encourage more of that so we see more tree change, more sea change and more vibrancy in some of these regional communities. So um, Matt, can you just perhaps give... Uh, a, a minute or two on your, you know, your personal background that that led up to buying the bookshop at Queenscliff.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I guess the short story is um, my wife Jane and I were living overseas. Um, we were living in Paris for a long time. We had our child, uh, our daughter Frankie there, and put her in school. We sort of set up our life, I guess, in France. Um, I'm a musician. Jane's a writer, and we worked in those things, but we also worked uh, sort of our money work really was in advertising, copywriting. So we're freelance copywriters in English for the French, for French brands, uh, which sort of supported us and enabled us to do our, our sort of creative work, I guess, the yep. stuff that we love to do. Yep. So Jane was working on her first book and I was making records with my band over there. Um, our daughter Frankie was a trooper She she's a great kid resilient kid but I I wasn't we weren't sort of loving the school system I guess and the Parisian life for a kid um, is not it's not great the city's sort of built for adults and kids are sort of put in crèche really young and right uh, start school at three um, full days and just both being Australian we kind of just thought oh is this is not really the childhood that we had and and she Frankie was fine but because that's all she knew. Yeah.
0: Um But you just felt like the time was right to
1: Well, we just knew something was better. So we yeah. we just sort of yeah, we decided to move back and uh, I guess the well we were, we were tossing up moving back really. Yeah. We were going back and forth a little bit. Um but just to, to permanently stay here was I was wondering how to do it and I guess the thing I said to Jane was I think we should move back but the only thing is is I need to find something that's meaningful to do because it's great for Frankie to be here but I need meaning, you know, we both need meaning. Jane had her books to write but I kind of needed something professional, you know.
0: Yeah, so, sorry if I can, was this, um, so we'll get to how you found out, you know, the business you bought was for sale but did it, at first glance, kind of offer you the opportunity to bridge making a living and running something that was, you know, create, you know, creative. The bookshop. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. It's the idea of. Or well, once we saw the bookshop for sale, I thought, oh, hang on, there's something that's got real meaning, um, something I can sink my teeth into, um, and the, and we give Frankie this beautiful like idyllic childhood by the seaside in a small town where she knows everyone uh it just it hit both marks yeah yeah um so that's what got me that was the the thing even though it was a you know a bookshop in a country town is a very humble kind of proposition um there's not a lot of money in books anyway generally yep and then you put it in a town of three thousand people so Mm. it's you know it's a
0: it's You're crafting a, a living. It's a
1: small operation, but I like the hum, the humility of that too. I thought that's a really beautiful, gentle thing to do, and it and it and it has. I, I mean, I had worked in a bookshop.
0: In bookshops. Oh, so, when so you had younger. exposure to yeah, to, to yeah. bookshops. Yeah. Worked in
1: a bookshop as a young person in Melbourne, in a few shops. I knew the business. It's an antiquated business that doesn't really change, hasn't really changed in yeah. the twenty years I was out of it. Um, it's still at its best it's still a hand selling one on one recommendation based business Um, so it's really social and it's really human which I really like it's old school it's old fashioned so there's lots of romantic sort of notions about it that I like and if it can you know I thought if it can kick out you know a decent you know almost decent salary for one then great. I can well, let's do it and Jane can w- work on her books and I'll do music on the side and, and we'll and, go from there.
0: And so you'd figured out your I guess your financial requirements, you know that that you ended up thinking that this business could meet those financial requirements of of a you know of a family of 3. But did did can I just go back a bit? Did you set out to find A bookshop, particularly. Did you set out to find a business in a particular location?
1: No, it was total fluke. We did. We we were living here. We were living in between here and France at this point in time.
0: So you had exposure to Queenscliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We
1: bought a house here. We're doing six months on, six months off. So we knew the town. We knew the bookshop. I didn't think of a bookshop or another business to buy. To be honest, it was just that I saw the ad. I saw it come up, and I thought. Yeah! Wow. (laughs) Hang on a second, and I actually—I've said this before to other people, but I showed Jane. I saw it on Facebook, and I showed Jane. I said, "Check this out," and she said, "Oh no, they're going to sell it." I hope someone good buys it because it's an important institution in the town, you know. And I turned to her and said, "Yeah, us." It was my first reaction as soon as I saw it. I thought, "We're going to buy that."
0: So that—that's pretty. It was fluke. Serendipity.
1: Yeah totally
0: yeah and and that that happens sometimes <laughs>
1: it does yeah it's but, that instinctual moment where you see something and you think oh that's it yeah
0: um yeah. and it probably you know it came at a time when you know you were you were looking and to come back to to do something else to facilitate that so there it is in a place you know well Yeah. Um, how many other businesses might you have? Would you have considered, say, hospitality or anything else, or is it was this just you know the the kind of top of the pops in terms of a kind of business? Because there's only one of them, yeah. unless it's a second-hand bookstore. But
1: I don't. I don't I've often had um, fantasies about hospitality. I love food. Um, so I yeah I I would have considered something like that. I think, but I had no experience in it. And so that would have made me really nervous. And I think there's lots of terrible examples of people.
0: There's lots of moving. Oh, there's moving parts in all businesses, but at least you kind of knew some of them. Well,
1: books is just they don't go off. I knew, the, <laughs> I knew the I knew the I knew the trade. It's gentle. You know, hospitality is intense. Yeah. Um, there's no cleaning up. I just thought this is this is perfect. I, and I, I don't think I would have considered anything else to be yeah, honest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So
0: it, yeah, for um. Yeah, you know, part of what we're trying to do is, is is kind of make it real and possible that someone, for for whatever their reasons might be, to to make a move somewhere new and to do something different through buying a business. And we don't want anyone to be reckless and, and buy something they're clearly not capable of. But you kind of want to hold on to this idea that there is another way, and and that's you know I believe that small business can can be that for for individuals and for families. There's but, no doubt.
1: Yeah, mm. this is the it's just, this is the this has been a total game changer for us having this business and being, I mean coming from the arts being a creative person really not having any idea about where the next sort of paycheck's coming from for years and years and years and then suddenly you've got this business that just will tick on and over Just and just having that sense of stability you never know what's around the corner like we bought the business and three months later there's a global pandemic you know you can never you never know
0: really what's going to happen but but you hear what 3 years on or whatever that yeah but that and blank that was that out. you
1: know in a way that was i felt a kind of a blessing mm. for us because we really saw what the bookshop meant to people in the town and in the area and it gave me a chance to sort of figure out what the sh- what it is and how to run it and um yep without sort of being pressured, I guess, by day-to-day interactions with customers. It was just like, shut the door and figure out, okay, how much stock do we have? What are the books that people actually want? What does this bookshop mean to people? Okay, let's start, let's go from here now. It was a blessing, really, yeah. um, in a strange way.
0: Yeah, look, it, it's a it's a great way to, to reflect back on it. And, um, you know, we're just chatting before this and I, you know, I started a podcast and a community radio program through yeah. COVID because... Yeah you had time to you know think about things
1: yeah there's um, lots of opportunities in that yeah moments. did
0: did the, um, the you know we talked before we got started about you know, the cultural infrastructure of a, of any community and and how we we need to have these so i want to get into the second half into the so more of the mechanics at not the financial detail but i just want to you know let people know the kind of process you went through and you know how that you know how how someone else could think about going about buying a business, but did it weigh on you that I think you did you know you knew the owners of the yeah the, yeah, we were customers
1: yeah. of the shop, so we knew them um, yep, we knew the shop, we knew the town we knew the, we knew the owners yeah
0: and, and was there a sense that they they wanted it to go to a good home as well or yeah no yeah yeah
1: I think when we put our hand up, they were glad because we were locals. We were creative people. Jane was working on her book at the time. She'd actually signed her deal with a publishing publisher at that point. So, yeah, I think they were fond of that idea. We had other friends in, in businesses in the town, uh, gallery owners and cafe owners and things like that. So they were able to share with them, like, oh, I think you'll like the new owners or potential new owners at that point. So, yeah, it was – they were really – it was a – Lovely experience with them. Actually, it was lots of goodwill.
0: Um, There's a bit of um, uh, custodial care, I think, that can come with uh, some some businesses, and it doesn't have to be you know any particular type of business. So I've I've done a lot of work with owners in regional areas, and they they might understand that that's a vital business in the in the community and and it needs to be sustained they feel almost feel guilty mm. not yeah, being there
1: yeah it's a responsibility yeah, yeah i think if you go into any business that you like anything that's good there's a lot of heart in that business and yeah. that's from the people that own the place and then the people that work there and so i can imagine handing over this our bookshop now to someone there's so much heart in that shop yeah so you yeah. want that to be Held in some way that spirit of that place. Um, so yeah, I think they understood straight away that we knew what the shop was and and what even what its potential might be. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's excellent. And on today's um, small business banter, community radio and podcast, I'm talking with Matt Davis, who's a co-owner of the book sh- shop at Queenscliff, with wife Jane and, and daughter Frankie. Um, now, just to kind of change tack a little, Matt. Can you, can you kind of step us through how you went? You saw the ad. You got excited. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> We're away. What did, you, what did you do next in terms of kind of taking a step back, if that's what you did? to Is this a really good idea? Is it a business that will actually sustain us? What do, I, do I need to talk to some professional advisors?
1: Uh, first thing was to try and convince Jane just to consider it for a minute. She thought it was the craziest thing she'd ever heard. Um, just try it on. Imagine being the owners of the place. Then reaching out to the owners and saying, "Okay, we're, I'm interested in this. We're interested in this." Um, basic basic questions like, "Yeah, how, so what's, what's the sort of what's the profit profitability of a shop like this in a town like this?" Um,
0: Did they have it? Were they selling it themselves? Or yep. using no, I weren't using a business. It was no, okay, yeah, so there was no agent. It was private. Yeah, it was, it was, was a, just so uh, you you had to, more or less, you had to find a time to talk to whoever the owners were. Yeah, I would we say. did a
1: Zoom. Yeah, I did a Zoom with one of the owners and um, chatted about it and sort of got into the details pretty quickly. Actually, like, right. This is how this is how much uh, turn, turnover is generally. They had good records. There's a great software program that a lot of bookshops use that have really. Um, it's yeah, really pr- accessible.
0: Pretty uh, hard to fudge. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. And,
1: and yeah, I had no, I had no qualms about that either. Like their total, the, the good faith was yeah. so yeah. clear, yeah, um, so transparent with everything. Yeah. So we had just great chats. Got an idea of the turnover. Got an idea of how much they were asking for.
0: Just were were of, they for? Was that was that a sale where they said we want X dollars? And then you talk, or was it something? It's for sale. Let's let's kind of work out what makes sense. Had it? Uh,
1: they would. They were. He's the. He's the. What it does. This is what we want. Um, there's a stock component, of course, as yeah. well. That's yep. part of a sale. So he's, that's a sizable sort of part of any retail operation, I guess. but yep. Particularly a bookshop. We're carrying sort of five or six thousand books. Um, so there's a. Stock element. There's the rest, which is, I guess, furniture and goodwill. Um, and here's the here are the figures and over to you, kind of thing. So, so,
0: so that yeah. So you um, you got got access to it and started to do your own analysis. And to, I'm assuming to and keeping in mind that you had if you, if you wanted to buy a business for maximum dollars with potential to grow. 10x this may not have been that but you weren't looking no, for something like right. that so but it was it a case of saying well it needs to sustain you know the three of us so and, and allow time for creating music writing books um, you know family stuff so
1: it was a bit more humble than that even it wasn't it needs to sustain three of us it kind of needed to, to sort of kick out a salary I thought that was the for one Yeah. Okay. Uh, I figured I could run it myself um, without Jane, without bothering Jane with it, Jane still had copywriting clients. As a, I still have a client as well, so we had that income. Yeah, okay. We lo- we dropped off a little bit, but we did have that. So I wasn't like, okay, scratch everything. This has to pay for everything. It yeah, was okay. just,
0: yeah. This is a, it. Kind of fitted in with with your overall financial. Uh, Picture.
1: Yeah, the whole packet Yeah, exactly. In it, the cr- the sort of most negative way I could put it, the crudest way, is that I bought myself a job. Like that, that. But that's not true. But that that's probably the worst reading of it you could make. But it's not it's not that untrue in a way. It's become a bigger operation than that. Yeah. And I know that's a term that people don't
0: like in small business. Well, main, main, it's- mainly, mainly prefer- uh, a lot of business opportunities get knocked on the head because it's only a job I, I see it all the mm, time yeah and I really we all want a job and we all want to you know do things that we want to do and just because it makes the last owner just a wage if that I I actually don't you know I, I question whether that we overlook a lot of good opportunities because already you're you're finding yourself in a you're, you're, you're probably doing better than that, but it was it, it, you got started with a kind of lower level aspiration for it. I mean,
1: this com- becomes philosophical for me. This is a f- philosophical discussion, really, because at, that's why I said at its crudest level you would say that. I bought myself a job. But I bought myself, if that's true, I bought myself a job with real meaning for me and for our family and for the town. And from that... It's grown into much more than that, yeah. um, both economically and sort of in meaning. Uh, so, yeah, I, it, I mean, what I mean to to say by saying that is, it's it was hum- very humble. It was just like this will kick out a bit of money, and it will give us stability. The kid will just thrive being in this town, and from here, Jane can still write. I can do music. We've got we've got this fluidity, but there's this base that's really secure in something we really believe in. It's not it's – not, we're not just selling knickknacks. It's yeah. like this is something we, – we truly believe in books on such a deep level. <laughs> um, I don't mean to overstate it, but we really do. Um, books, are, books, are, books are magic. Books can change your life. Books are ideas. So here's this thing that is super humble – but we truly believe in it. and is going to kick out some money and provide all these other things, that's yeah. for me, that's, yeah. that is gold and that's why we did it. We, mm. um, you know, yeah. the, we, we did think about it a lot. We tossed and turned about it, went back and forth. Jane, some days she was like, yeah, we should do it. And I was like, I don't know. And we sort of flipped between the two and then eventually I just pulled the trigger and said, let's do it. Let's try it.
0: Yeah, it, it, look, it, it's 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 wonderful, and, and and I think having that, you know, the approach you had, what meant you weren't, you, you took time and you did reflect, and you went back and forth and you didn't you didn't rush at it, and were well, you still in? Um, we're still in France, still yeah. in Paris while you're. Yeah, you we goes, bought
1: it from France. Yeah, it was yeah. all done online. So over, over the phone. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's great. I love it. Oh, uh, it, it was. Uh, it, it just reminded me. I had a, a conversation a little while ago with a business coach and quite a progressive in the way he thinks about things. He doesn't call himself a coach. He calls himself an educator. But flipping around, you know, why are you in business? How much do you actually want? How much do you actually need out of this business? Because yeah. there's this, you know, mentality prevailing through a lot of, you know, it's pushed out of, that you, you've got to you've got to be growing. To, and so, you know, I just like this idea that there is, you know, along the lines of what you described, uh, a more balanced Reason for being in business, and, and and that's the thing about
1: regional businesses. This is the opportunity that lies here in the regions. Is firstly, you don't need as much money. Yeah, ex
0: housing, ex housing. That's that. That is a that is potentially. Uh, you know, i something that we you know that comes up from time to time, and you know you, around. You know, you've got to live, and it, and but yeah, I take your point.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, you're not you're not spending an hour and two hours in the car yep. commuting every day. Mm. You're not spending all that money on fuel, There's, mm. and you're getting all this time back. You're getting time with your family. You're giving your kids, like we've given this kid, this the most ideal in childhood, yeah. and that would you can, they can never take that away from her. She's got that forever. I just think we have this. If you if you go for meaning over money. We need money, of course. You need things to work, but we placed a really high value on meaning, and that has paid off in such huge ways for us. Not only in meaning, but also in economically. Yeah, yeah, it's come. It's come. In come. Both things have come in such a strong way, and I really, I mean, I guess my um, soapbox to your listeners would be: look, there's opportunity out here, and if you just, if you Keep your um, targets low, maybe to start, and you can build something. Here I am sitting now, three years down the track, and I go, okay, yeah, we've built something now. And now I'm thinking expansion. Now I'm thinking we could use for more floor space. We can we can do improvements to the shop. There's lots of things we can do now. But these three years have been gentle, despite COVID. Yes, yeah. it's, it's humble. Yeah. We've we, we've built something. We're sustained. We're not making heaps of money, but who needs heaps of money, really, when you've got a really happy kid and, mm. you know, your wife's happy. She's writing her book. She's doing her thing. I still get to do music. Yeah. You know, no, like, like we, we get to have everything. And that's the potential, I think, of these towns. Yeah. Like
0: you can. We're, and we were chatting just before, and we've only got a couple of minutes left, but we were chatting about Beechworth, which I'm heading to, and, you know, um, you know, some of the. Wonderful, you know, food, entertainment, hospitality-based um, uh, things happening up there. You know, so yeah, the, the, and we've had many guests on the show over the years from, from reg- regional places right across the country, and you know the the opportunities are there. And it's you know it's I guess it's underpinning the reason why I wanted to have a chat today, Matt, was that you did it, and I love it that you did it from Paris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know there was a few things that fell into place and you were looking and, and so in in closing what what's your your advice to either an employee somewhere in a big crowded place or perhaps a you know a, a, even a business owner who's thinking about moving physically to and and looking at other businesses to buy you, you sort of top couple of bits of advice for them to close out
1: uh I can't, yeah i think I think more people are doing it. I think there's a more, there's a population shift away from the cities. I don't think the cities are sustainable. Um, there's lots of opportunities and lots of people, but there's also lots more people. Yeah. Um, and so I think people are looking for a gentler – well, speaking for myself, we wanted a gentler life. We lived in
0: a huge city. Yeah, so listen to – if that's if you're being told that by yourself, listen to that.
1: Lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, time with your children. Yeah. Like they aren't, they're only kids for so long and yeah. then they're gone. Yeah. I think – and I think you know if you if you really were a keen business person, there's just so much opportunity out here. You open a good deli in a town like ours, you'll be so busy. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> people and are starved for good businesses and 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 quality and mm. there's and people are getting out of town for holidays. And this summer was so huge down here.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. It was, people it escaping was, was monstrous. And yeah. but I think what I took away from you was you, you were actively looking, and you did go through a you know a. A sensible—it's a terrible word—but you know, process to evaluate the business. You, you know, you went about asked the right questions. So, um, you want to be
1: clear-headed about these things. I think you want to do your due diligence. But I also think for us, it was—it was there was a lot of instinct. There was a lot of like, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and we really listened to that.
0: And and you and you were at least in in a in an in industry you had some exposure to, um, Matt. I think we're going to – we'll have to close it up, but we'll look for another opportunity to get together and talk more about this regional stuff because I I think you've you've done it and we we can share some more gold. Sure. (laughs) Um, Thank you very much, Matt Davis, from the bookshop at Queenscliff. Thanks a lot. All the best. So that is all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. I continue to be inspired, bringing you small business experts and other small business owners and hearing their stories. If you want to listen to any past episode, jump onto your podcast platform of choice and search Small Business Banter. There you will find a diverse and fascinating collection of small business owners and experts openly discussing and sharing their experiences. For any of the links, resources or information we've talked about on the show today, or to contact me, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And it would be great to have you tune in the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter.